0: Hello and welcome back to the Thrive for Life podcast. I'm your host, Ashling Daly. I'm a women's empowerment coach and a post-primary teacher. Wishing you all a very happy new year for this first episode of 2021. I've decided to do a solo episode and I've decided to share my journey or my experience of trying to become pregnant over a two year period. So in this episode, it's more about sharing what it was like and what I learned along the way about myself. and and what actually helped me on my journey to becoming pregnant as opposed to sharing my experience of pregnancy. So I think so many women and so many couples struggle to become pregnant and I feel that it's something that people don't really talk about because it's it's a very sensitive topic and everyone's journey and everyone's story is very individual but for me I feel it's important to open up the dialogue and share experiences and that's what I want to do in this particular episode. So for me I I learned along my journey that I was really getting in my own way and I couldn't see that, I couldn't see how I was blocking myself. Um, I believe that I was so focused on the lack of the pregnancy happening that I was really blocking myself and as many of you know I'm really into the law of attraction and manifesting but i wasn't practicing um the manifesting tools that i would have preached or that i would practice in other areas of my life and as a result i feel i was really getting in my own way so there were two particular things that really helped me on my journey and created a massive shift and helped me to become pregnant in quite a short space of time and those two things for me and this is just my experience embracing my feminine energy and connecting more with my spirituality. So that's what I'd like to share in this episode. Everyone's journey is different and I'm not suggesting that anything that worked for me might work for someone else but I'm simply sharing my experience and hopefully inspiring hope for someone who might be listening who's on their own journey and maybe struggling to become pregnant. So thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoy this episode. So 2020 was an incredibly challenging year for everyone, um, myself included. However, for me personally, I believe that I gained a lot more in 2020 than I lost. Um, And I feel very lucky to be able to say that. So becoming pregnant was something that I had wanted for two years. And it eventually happened when I got out of my own way in 2020 by embracing my feminine energy and my spirituality and that's what I want to share in this episode um I'm, I'm sharing what worked for me, I'm sharing my journey and what my experience was like trying to become pregnant over the two years and everyone's journey and everyone's story is different but I am hopeful that maybe someone who's listening to this who's trying to become pregnant might feel hopeful from hearing my story and everybody's story is different and i really want to emphasize that and i'm not saying that what worked for me will work for anyone else but i think it's good to have an awareness and open up the dialogue and the conversation about the challenges that women that couples face in trying to become pregnant um and just to to talk openly a bit a bit about that so my own personal journey of trying to become pregnant started just after our wedding in 2018 so Andy and myself got married in July 2018 in Lanzarote had the most incredible time over there and feel so lucky now looking back that um, there was no issues with travel at that time or anything like that and that we had an absolute ball with our nearest and dearest And then after the wedding, when I came home, decided to go off the pill. So I'd been on the contraceptive pill. I'd been on Yasmin for 15 years and came off the pill. And I had that usual period that you have when you finish a packet. But then I had no period after that for quite some time. So we were trying to conceive and um, nothing was happening. And I wasn't getting a period and I just didn't really know what the reason was so eventually it was probably not until the end of that year um probably November or early December that I went to my GP just to get some information to find out what could be the cause and um she did some blood tests on me to investigate and I got a phone call I remember it was Christmas Eve of 2018 and got a phone call from my then GP saying that to put it simply that my ovaries had gone into hibernation. Now I had no idea what that meant and that was really upsetting news to get on Christmas Eve as well um, and it's incredible I've been just thinking about because it's January now we've just gone through Christmas. Being pregnant this Christmas gone by in 2020 was, just felt so special um, when I think back to how I felt that Christmas Eve two years ago. And then thinking back two years previous to that, Angie proposed to me on Christmas Eve in 2016. So every second year um, on Christmas Eve has been, something significant has happened. Um, But anyway, I digress. So I got the results of that blood test. She basically said that my ovaries had gone into hibernation, but that she wanted to refer me on to an endocrinologist Uh, because she couldn't really tell me anymore so that was okay Um, I just felt very confused didn't really know what it meant was thinking am I ever going to have babies is this possible for me what does this mean so it was quite stressful and I was referred on to the endocrinologist who I probably went to see then in January of 2019 and she diagnosed me with post-pill amenorrhea so amenorrhea is just a loss of your period and amenorrhea can happen from for different reasons. Um, it can happen if someone is underweight, um, stress, but she was putting it down to being on the contraceptive pill for so long that that's what she termed it, it was post-pill amenorrhea. And she said that it is common enough and that it could happen and she couldn't really say how long it might take for the period to come back. But as it turned out, it came back almost. I think it came back exactly on our wedding anniversary, on our one-year wedding anniversary. So it was wasn't until July twenty nineteen that I got my period back. And in the meantime, between we'll say January and July, I had started attending um, acupuncture with a local acupuncturist, and. And um, well I found it really relaxing, I enjoyed the experience of acupuncture, the acupuncturist kept telling me that I was stressed and I didn't know what to say because I was saying there's nothing really stressing me in my life. And she, I think she was trying to imply maybe that the stress was hindering my period from coming back. Um, and I was getting frustrated because I was thinking there's nothing in my life that's stressing me. I'm happy in my job. I was working as a school teacher. I was doing some personal training on the side at that time Um, I was training in the gym I was eating well uh, but looking back in hindsight I can see that I was so in my masculine energy of doing achieving and striving that I was really cut off from my feminine energy of just being I didn't know how to rest I didn't know how to relax And I really believed that my body was in um, fight or flight mode all of the time because I was just always switched on and I was so disconnected from my feminine energy. But I didn't know anything about masculine or feminine energy back then. And I couldn't really see that and I couldn't understand that. And I didn't know how to rest. It's very difficult to, um, when you're told that you need to rest, when you don't really know how to rest so when i was supposed to be resting if i was sitting down watching television or just chilling out my mind would still be racing my mind would be on all of the things that i had to do that i wanted to do i might be scrolling on my phone i just didn't know how to switch off and um i think it was because i was so in my masculine energy of doing and so cut off from my feminine energy of being and we live in a society unfortunately that really puts the masculine energy on a pedestal like we we put people on pedestals that are always achieving that are doing we look at people that are doing so much and think my god they're amazing how do they do so much how do they achieve so much and that's just the way our society is now I think there is a lot more awareness especially over the past year as a result of covid of the value of rest time of switching off of enjoying life and enjoying the simple things enjoying our families and not doing all of the time and I think you know maybe our society is is changing as a result of COVID um, and that people are starting to embrace more of a balance between the masculine and feminine energy and just to explain that everyone has both energies we all have masculine and feminine energy so the masculine is the doing it's the goal setting it's the striving it's the achieving um, whereas the feminine is the being it's about creativity it's about intuition it's about surrender and we all have both energies but some of us might be more dominant in one than the other and for me upon reflection I can see that for most of my life I was really dominated by my masculine energy and I, I don't see it as a negative now looking back because I now have greater balance in my life between the two energies and I did achieve a lot and I I met a lot of the goals that I set for myself which is amazing um however I can see how having the balance would have made me enjoy reaching those goals a bit more and would have meant that I wouldn't have been in a state of stress like physically and mentally a lot of the time which I was um so anyway sorry I went off track a little bit there but The point that I was making is that the acupuncturist was telling me that you're stressed and that's why your period is not coming back and I couldn't see what was causing me stress but it was just me being in my masculine energy, being so cut off from my feminine energy, not being able to ever rest or switch off. My mind was always going, I was always going, I was doing, I was striving, I was achieving, it was what's the next goal, what's the next goal. I was never just relishing in my achievements or sitting back and thinking well I've done enough there now let's take some time out let's enjoy life I was just constantly looking for the next thing and the next achievement and that's what was driving me because I was so in my masculine energy so my period eventually came back in July 2019 um, but it was very irregular so it came back and then I probably didn't have another period for four or five months again so it was really irregular and then i decided at the beginning it was probably the end of 2019 then to go and visit the fertility clinic the waterstone's fertility clinic in cork um they were fantastic up there and um made an appointment and i got an internal examination and the doctor that i met had told me so I had had my period probably a month before that and I was saying that it was every three months it was coming at that point and the doctor had guessed that my next period would be coming quite quickly after the appointment that I had with him and he was right so it was a five week gap between my periods at that point and um that was a, a big relief. So he had said that everything looked normal for my age Um, I am now 30 my goodness, am I 34 35? I'm 30. I am 34. <laughs> oh my God, I'm actually at that stage in my life where I don't know my age. Um, yeah, so I'm 34 since last May. Um, and so everything looked pretty normal, but he said the fact that my period had been so irregular would have meant that I wasn't ovulating regularly. So he wanted to put me on a tablet that would boost my ovulation and that tablet was called Clomid. So I was put on Clomid to boost my ovulation and I was to take that after my next period so I took that and then I had to make an appointment to come back again and they would do another examination and see where I'm at. So um came back after taking the Clomid for that month and this was probably February yeah February of 2020 um early February of 2020 and I was told that there were follicles ready but that my, the lining of my womb was too thin and to um try a different tablet this time so I was prescribed another tablet I don't know what it was called and I was to take that and it was to boost the ovulation again but it's a tablet that didn't have quite as much of an impact on the lining of the womb so I was prescribed that tablet and I was supposed to take it after my next period. However, when I was supposed to be taking it, we had just entered the first COVID lockdown. It was March 2020 and the clinic was going to be closing, so I knew that there was no point in taking that tablet. So I had just taken Clomet for one month and then I just stopped taking anything and I wasn't going to be going back to the clinic I knew for a while because they were going to be closed for um, appointments so I just had to accept that. So this was March of 2020 Um, my period had come back to being quite regular again which was a really positive thing and I was kind of feeling reassured that um, yes pregnancy was an option for me that it was something that could happen for me And at the beginning of the lockdown I started struggling again with my relationship with food and with body image and well more so with food than the body image. I found myself just the fact of being in the house all of the time and maybe feeling a little bit stressed about the whole COVID situation um, that I was starting to engage in binge eating behaviour again. And I decided to book in A session with a holistic coach um, Elaine Doyle who was fantastic and through the sessions that I began with Elaine I started to work through that my relationship with food but also I started attending the women's circles that Elaine was running and through our sessions I started learning and through our sessions and through the women's circles I started to learn an awful lot about masculine and feminine energy and this had a huge impact on me and uh, my way of being and my understanding of of the the way I had been living for so long in my masculine energy which I, I didn't see before so the as I've said the masculine energy is all about doing it's about striving it's about achieving Whereas the feminine is about being, it's about um, surrendering, it's about being intuitive, it's about creativity. Um, So they're quite opposites in terms of energies, but we all have both, as I said. So through the sessions with Elaine and through the women's circles, I started to do womb meditations. If you've never heard of a womb meditation, it's basically a meditation where you go into your womb space so you imagine you picture yourself going into your womb space and you feel that experience and you connect with that womb space and because I had been so in my masculine energy I was just so cut off from my womb space even though the womb is such an important space when you think about what what my ultimate goal was trying to become pregnant but I was so cut off from that and the first womb meditation that we did in one of the women's circles it was so emotional for me because when I went into that space it was really dark. It was really upsetting Um, it felt like it was empty, that there was nothing happening in there and it really upset me. It brought up an awful lot of emotion but it was the first step in me connecting with that space and then through sessions with Elaine I started doing more of these womb meditations and Elaine had me picturing wild flowers growing in my womb space. She had me lighting candles at home and imagining the candles were lighting up that space within me and when I started doing more and more of these womb meditations the this space became like a beautiful space that I was excited about going into in my meditation in my mind and it was really comforting and I started to really connect with my feminine energy I started to connect with that space and I started to have a very different feeling or experience around that space so it was it became like a really positive welcoming environment um, which is obviously important because that's where the baby was going to grow if, if it was going to happen so connecting with my womb space through these womb meditations was um a big part of me starting to embrace my feminine energy and starting to connect with my feminine energy and even the fact of lighting candles around the house and imagining it lighting up my womb space it was you know a nice ritual um other things that i did then to embrace my feminine energy i really started focusing on deep rest without guilt releasing the guilt and um. also connecting with my spirituality and I think that's very much linked to the feminine for me and one thing that I started to do personally that really helped me um, to surrender and to trust that I was going to become pregnant and to stop being so you know death grip attached to the outcome of becoming pregnant which I believe I was blocking myself by doing that by being so fixated I think I was so fixated on the lack of it happening that that's what I was attracting as well so the law of attraction it's about you know your thoughts plus your feelings is what's creating your reality I was thinking about the lack I was feeling the negativity of the lack of it happening and I was that that's what I was attracting and really what what I needed to do for myself was to surrender and you know it's really really challenging when people around you your loved ones are just telling you just relax just stop thinking about it it'll happen I couldn't just do that I didn't know how to do that but but by connecting with my feminine energy and by embracing my spirituality that's really what helped me to actually properly surrender the outcome surrender um, what I wanted and obviously still take action but from a place of deep faith and deep trust that this is going to happen for me so the energy that I was bringing to my intention of becoming pregnant changed and shifted dramatically in 2020 in the space of a number of months of starting to connect with my feminine energy and I've mentioned spirituality as well and just to share what I did to really connect with my spirituality and to help myself on this journey um I believe in spirit guides Uh, if anyone is a fan of Gabrielle Bernstein you might have heard I think it was in her book The Universe Has Your Back does she suggest about connecting with spirit guides it's in one of her books anyway but she says that your spirit guides you can pick who they are they might be loved ones that have passed away or you can allow your spirit guides to kind of come to you and let you know who they are Um, you could also have spirit animals and that but for me my spirit guides I picked them a couple of years ago and their loved ones that have passed away and I started to just imagine that my spirit guides were looking after my energy babies who have not manifested in physical form just yet but are there in energy form and that my spirit guides were looking after them and that gave me so much comfort. I don't know how I came up with this idea. I don't know if I got it from someone. Um, Or if I just thought of it myself, I don't know how I came up with this idea, but it really, really helped me. And so every morning when I was brushing my teeth, I probably started doing this in like maybe April of 2020 or March of 2020. I decided to um, start connecting and thinking about my energy babies with my spirit guides at a particular time of the day. So I attached it to a routine. So the routine was brushing my teeth in the morning. So when I was brushing my teeth in the morning, I would just check in and say hello. I would literally be having conversations either aloud or in my mind with my spirit guides, thanking them for looking after my energy babies. Um, that Um And I'd talk to my energy babies too, saying, you know, that I know that you're not ready to manifest in physical form just yet. And I can't wait to meet you and just really touching base with them and connecting with them and it was just so comforting because it gave me the sense that they exist in energy form they're just not ready to manifest in physical form just yet and that's okay and it just allowed me to actually fully surrender and to trust that this was going to happen for me and so my focus and my attention wasn't on lack anymore I wasn't fixated on the fact that pregnancy wasn't happening for me I wasn't fixated on the sadness and the negativity and how upset I was that it wasn't happening for me. Instead, I felt uplifted. I felt reassured. I felt that I, I was being supported, that my babies were being supported by my spirit guides and that it was all going to happen at the right time, divine timing, whenever it was meant to happen. And I trusted that my babies would manifest in physical form when they were ready to do so. And so within a very short space of time, so within less than two months of embracing my feminine energy with womb meditations, um, I strongly believe as well that through the women's circles, connecting with other women, being open, being real, being vulnerable with other women, sharing and connecting with other women allowed me to embrace my feminine energy too and so within a very short space of time of embracing my feminine energy with womb meditations with the women's circles with reading starting to read a book called you are a goddess by sophie bashford which is a fabulous read if you're interested in embracing your goddess divine feminine energy reading that book and then also embracing my spirituality really trusting um that it was going to happen for me by speaking to my spirit guides who I believed were looking after my energy babies and really connecting with those um with my spirit guides and with my energy babies all of that helped me to get into a place where I was actually able to relax about pregnancy and to trust that it was going to happen for me and to let go of this fixation on the fact that it wasn't happening And so within a very short space of time, um, I became pregnant. So it was probably within two months of starting all of that, of the womb meditations, the feminine energy, the spirituality. Within two months after trying for two years, um, finally surrendered and got out of my own way and became pregnant. And it was my first pregnancy. Um, I am now over 36 weeks pregnant, so due very soon. Um and can't wait to meet my baby our baby <laughs> and um yeah so that that's kind of my journey in a nutshell and as I said everyone's journey is different but there might be something in that in my story in my experience that might inspire hope for someone else who might be listening or might be something that someone who's trying to become pregnant might might try themselves and yeah it was just incredible and I you know in hindsight looking back I can really see how the timing of it all happened you know we we have our own life plans we have our own timelines for things and we want things to happen when we want them to happen and obviously I had other ideas when I started trying to become pregnant that I would become pregnant very quickly and it just didn't happen that way but looking back I can see how much I've grown personally over the two years of trying to become pregnant Um, and I feel like I'm in a better place to become a mother now I feel like a more grounded balanced version of myself Um, having gone on an incredible journey through my coaching um, through the coaching course that I did that was a huge personal journey for me I started my own business as a coach, um, qualifying as a coach, you know, all of these things that might not have happened if I had become pregnant on my own timeline and the growth, my own personal growth journey, um, healing my relationship with food at an even deeper level, uh, feeling like a more balanced and grounded version of myself feeling like a more confident version of myself feeling like someone who kind of has a lot more self-awareness I just feel in a better position right now to become a parent than I did two years ago and there's so much that has happened for me around starting my own business which has been an incredible journey and I'm really proud of that Um starting my own business in 2020 as a coach and doing workshops and that so, you know, I can see now that the timing, it all happened exactly as, a, as it was supposed to happen. um. And my pregnancy journey has been incredible. I feel like there have been highs and lows. It's not all plain sailing just because I wanted to become pregnant and then I become pregnant and everything is wonderful. There are challenges along the way. Um, but overall it's been an incredible experience and I've loved being pregnant and thankfully my only symptoms really have been major heartburn. God bless Gaviscon and Rennie's uh, but I'm feeling great. I'm due in less than four weeks and really excited about what the next chapter holds. So I'm going to leave it there because I wanted to keep this nice and short and just share my experience Of becoming pregnant and maybe hopefully inspire hope for someone who might be listening who is struggling and if you are struggling to become pregnant I see you I feel you I understand how challenging it can be and maybe there's something in my story that might help you and maybe not but either way I think it's helpful to open up the dialogue and talk about the challenges that women and that couples face in trying to become pregnant Um, and it's it all happens you know behind closed doors it's not something that really is talked about a whole lot and I think it's important to shine a light on it Um, and if you are listening and you're trying to become pregnant I really really hope that it happens for you really soon and thank you so much for listening Thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 55 of the Thrive for Life podcast with me, Aisling Daly. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love if you could leave a rating or review on whatever podcast platform you're tuning in on or hit subscribe so that you don't miss a future episode. So be sure to tune in next week. I'll be chatting to Siobhan Butler of First Aid for Everyone and we'll be talking all about how Siobhan made her transition from being a nurse to setting up her own successful business which is a first aid training business called First Aid for Everyone and Siobhan also shares some really valuable first aid tips and tricks. So until next time, take care.